that's quite all right, dear. Your father and I were just discussing his day at work. Why don't you tell our daughter about it, honey? Janie, today I quit my job. And then I told my boss to fuck himself. And then I blackmailed him for almost $60,000. Pass the asparagus. Your father seems to think this kind of behavior is something to be proud of! And your mother seems to prefer I go through life like a fucking prisoner while she keeps my dick in a mason jar under the sink. How dare you speak to me that way in front of her! And I marvel that you can be so contemptuous of me on the same day that you lose your job! <sighs> lose it? I didn't lose it. It's not like, oh, where'd my job go? I quit! Someone pass me the asparagus. Oh, oh, and I want to thank you for putting me under the added pressure of being the sole breadwinner now. I already have a job. No, no, don't give a second thought as to who's going to pay the mortgage. We'll just leave it all up to Carolyn. You mean you're going to take care of everything now, Carolyn? Yes, I don't mind. I really don't. You mean everything? You don't mind having the sole responsibility. Your husband feels he can just quit his job. Will and someone pass the fucking asparagus? Okay. I'm not going to be a part of this. Sit down. I'm sick and tired of being treated like I don't exist. You two do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it, and I don't complain. All I oh, want you is don't the complain. same oh, excuse courtesy. excuse me, excuse me, I must be psychotic then if you don't complain. What is this? Am I locked away in a padded cell somewhere hallucinating? That's the only explanation that I can think of. I don't interrupt me, honey. Oh, and another thing. From now on, we're going to alternate our dinner music. Because frankly, and I don't think I'm alone here, I'm really tired of this Lawrence Welk shit. Edelweiss. Edelweiss. Every morning you greet me, small and wide, clean and bright. Happy to meet me. Welcome to the Mancro, the Mancro forever. Mm. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, the the homeland forever. Literally high. Literally high. Um, just us, watched... just us girls tonight. <laughs> just um, us girls. It feels like it's been so long. I don't know that it has, but we record somewhat irregularly, so it probably has. It probably has. <laughs> well, I mean, there's the episode with Benson, and the episode where I accidentally yeah. recorded on my Bluetooth speaker. So, once you watch those ones, it has been a while. It has been a while. Um, I watched American Beauty this week, which is why we did the mm-hmm. American Beauty reading. Mm-hmm. What do you think of um, it? I loved it. I was like, nice. I was like, like, Movies like that aren't made anymore, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Because it's like, like, I don't even remember. It's very Hollywood. Like, it's, it's like a it's mainstream not like, Hollywood movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like an indie, like, art film or something. It's like a mainstream, like, ho- like a very Hollywood, like, over-the-top kind of movie. Yeah. But then it's just so good. Like, it's just the plot's so compelling. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Yeah. It, um... Oh, Sam Mendes, who made um, 
Yeah. Iron Man. Wait, he makes <laughs> no, yeah, he makes like war movies. He made like yeah, that's like, like Skyfall, like the James Bond movie with the Adele song. Like it's like so like it's just so random that a movie of this caliber came from like that. He made Shrek he probably... the musical on Broadway. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on my sixteenth birthday. That's fucked up. Yeah. I no, know. I mean, he probably got the James Bond movie because he did American Beauty. You know what I mean? Because it's like a legacy thing of like James Bond movies. I guess. So it's probably like, uh, oh, they brought him on. You know what I mean? As opposed to him being like, this is my idea for another James Bond movie. Yeah. This time we're going to bring in this woman. She's called Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Adele Dazim. <laughs> Literally. Frankly, we wish. Um, yeah, no, no, it's truly, um, it's truly one of my favorite movies. I think, yeah, I won't go into the reasons why I think Kevin Spacey's hot, because frankly, um, they're better off, left off air, um, off the record. (laughs) They've been stricken from the record. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to talk much about American Beauty. We might talk about it when we record with Vic at some point. Yeah. Um, but today we were going to do, uh, Stephen, an interview of Stephen. I'm going to interview Stephen because like, I don't know how long ago it was that we did an episode where you just interviewed me. Also, I don't know how like distinct an episode like that would be from any other episode that we record. more. <laughs> It's true, but the um, idea at the time, I think it was, like, August, and the idea was that we were going to do, like, one of you and one of me, but we... Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah, and we I just know, never did. We were too ADD. Stephen didn't deserve it back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have I have some questions for Stephen that we're just going to go through and, yeah, just chill. Yeah. Um. Okay, so my first question is based off of a... Well, okay, it's, like, very tangentially related to me roasting Benson, but I really wanted to roast Benson because... So, basically, we had Benson on the last episode, and I think the first question we asked him was, like, what his spiritual thesis is. Yeah. Um, And he kind of, like... Which naturally just, like, turned into an opportunity to say our spiritual thesis. Obviously. (laughs) And to, like, tell him what his spiritual thesis was. Right. Um... But he said, like, I think, like, kind of, like, one of the endpoints was just, like, he feels reverence, like, like, and part of it was, like, where do you feel, like, spiritual reverence? Uh, and he says, like, he feels reverence in nature, um, and he feels reverence in, like, fear, I guess. Like, he's a God-fearing individual. Right. And, like, he, since recording that episode, like, texted me and was, like, um, he was, like, oh, I want to add an addendum on to that. And he was, like... I specifically have reverence for, like, dying in the woods. Like, the thought of, like, dying from, like, a car crash or something, like, really scares me. But, like, the thought of, like, dying from, like, a bear attack or, like, falling off a cliff or something, like, it it makes me feel, like, spiritually whole. Oh, my God. And I was like, that is the most, like, dude bro thing you could, like, ever say. Yeah. Like, that's, like, such, like, and, like, I think, like, I just... Okay, my my take on that, just to roast Benson while he's, like, literally not here to defend himself. <laughs> hi, but, like, hi, Benson. But, like, my take on that is, like, that is, like, such, like, a man thing to say because, like, men feel disconnected from nature and, like, their relationship to nature is, like, 
inherently removed from it and it's about like conquering it or being conquered by it and so like the thought and whereas femininity is more like connected to it and like a part of it okay so like ultimately like like, the thought like, yeah. 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 So that's my take is that like it's psychosexual. Like why <laughs> he wants to die in the woods because it would be like a relinquishing of like, um, or like him losing against this like uncontrollable force of like nature that yeah. is like so wild and untamed. It's a view that's either like like to penetrate or to like I don't know be embody. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. To like right exactly. And yeah. so like I just was thinking about that a lot this week and I've also been rewatching True Detective which is also a very like masculine kind of show yeah um and I was just I wanted to ask you like Stephen how do you define masculine and feminine or like are there any kind of like yeah. uh <laughs> analogies or like quintessential archetypes that like you I don't know like like how would you explain like the masculine feminine duality mm-hmm. uh. I mean, like, truly, where do I even begin? It's something I, it's something that I think about literally constantly, and it's frustrating because I feel like <clears throat> taken up face value, it's something that's, like, randomly, like, a cancelable offense at this point because, like, like, the gender binary doesn't exist or whatever. And, like, I feel like what we're, like, to describe things as masculine and feminine is not to say, is not to describe them as man and woman. Like, no, I think it's, no, like, not. to describe things as masculine and feminine is to accept that there is a yin and a yang. Like, it is it, it to accept is, that yeah. there, like, there is, a, that there are performers and that there are techies. It is to accept <laughs> that, like, the world is composed of, like, dualities, you know, and, like, dueling mm-hmm. energies and, like, to have one is to have the other. And, like, that we, like, we are all composed, like, of both at once. Okay, so, like, preface with that. Um, I feel like I identify, it varies, but, like, I feel like I identify as, like, 80% feminine, 20% masculine, but it's also so, like, circumstantial. (laughs) I was gonna, I think I am, like, I think... (laughs) I think I would identify as, like, 70% feminine, 30% masculine. But I feel like I... I think socially, I mean, again, it's circumstantial. I think socially, I socialize by, like, evoking more feminine character, like, tropes than you do. Like, like I'm yeah. much more, like, receptive, and you're much more, like, assertive. And I mean, if you are describing them on, like, a psychosexual a- axis, like, I think that, like, you would have to say that, like, I mean, I was, like, literally journaling about this recently by, like, comparing myself to another person, and I was, like, there are people who, like, I am a, like, very, like, receptive person, and, like, like, I feel like thing, I mean, it's, like, it's Libra, but it's also, like, it's also, like, being, like, the receptive partner in sexual situations, it's also just, like, but I feel like it's also just, like, the way that I, like, move through the world is that, like, ideas and people, like, move through me as opposed to, like, me moving through other people, and I think to me that is like the like masculine feminine like uh that is a part of like the duality I guess. Damn. I don't know if that's like yeah, but it is like I don't know. It's crazy, and like I I think too. It's like I mean to say that I'm like eighty percent. That's I don't know. 
it's too circumstantial because I think there are definitely situations where like my boyishness is very foregrounded and like yeah sure, I, sure like especially I think with regards to like how I approach work and like how I approach home like I think those things like are very much places where like my masculinity is like like I do kind of like move more quickly but the way that I socialize and the way that I am like romantically like my feminine attributes are like very foregrounded okay that actually leads really well into another question I had for you which is do you feel more yourself when you're alone or when you're with other people Oh, that's so hard. Like, I was literally (laughs) thinking about that on the... Like, because... Okay, so I feel like if you were to ask me, like, how am I doing? Um, which you didn't. (laughs) But, like, I feel like I would... I would be inclined to say, like, I'm doing great. Like, I, right now and recently, just feel like so good inside my skin and like inside my mostly like inside my skin and body like and I feel like when I look at myself in the mirror or when I step outside my body and observe myself I really feel like I'm seeing like my core and not like the physicality of myself you know like Hmm. and like that feels like really amazing that said I think that like (laughs) yesterday it kind of dawned on me that there are like like, a few, like, unresolved emotional triggers in my life that, like, I have, like, not worked through completely, and I spend, like, roughly two, minimum two hours per day just, like, having anxiety, like, like, backburner anxiety about things that are outside of my control, and, like, because it's backburner, I think I, like, can be inclined to be like, I'm doing great. But like, I think yesterday it did kind of hit me that I was like, that's like not a good ratio, you know, to like Mm. move through like the world with like every day. And I have been noticing that like recently, I'm like, this is like so like COVID canceled, but like I've been just like really loving being with people. Like it's like, I feel like, Which is unusual for me because I think historically I would have been someone who like thrived most on my own as opposed to like with people or in groups. Like I think that like I'm Aries Moon and like also just like I think growing up like I always felt like my projects were like an expression of who I was and I think now Mm -hmm. as an adult I still kind of feel that way and that's always like what I'm most excited to, to do but like recently I am not that way and I'm like I feel most myself when I'm with other people or in groups and I think that like I do wonder if that's because like I have trauma or grief like in my life that like I have not completely like you know I am like I haven't, like, sorted it out, you know? What, like, you mean, like, when you're alone, you face the trauma and grief? Yeah, exactly. Like, when I'm alone, I face the back, the two hours of backburner anxiety. And, like, when mm-hmm. I'm with other people, I'm like, this is lit. I love being with other people, you know? I That's, love being with other people. I do love being with other people. But, like, <laughs> and I always have. Like, and I always have. But I think that, like, right now... 
right now my alone time, like, I think historically I've valued my alone time more than I do right now, and I'm inclined mm-hmm. to think that's because, like, I have, like, some, I have, like, some conversations with this self that, like, I need to, like, sort out. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to answer the question for myself also. Yeah, please like, I think, like, I have always felt much more myself when I'm around other people because it puts me into context. Like, when I'm alone, I'm, like, I feel, like, much more, like, dissociative. Like, I'm Uh just, like, a part, like, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to, like, define, like, what is me? What is, like, some demon spirit? What is, like, God? Right, 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 (laughs) Like, I just feel so much more, like, like, I guess, like, and maybe that's just ego, like, right? Like, I feel more myself because it's, like, my ego is very, like, strong with other... I mean, both of us, like, have very strong personalities. And mm-hmm. so, like, I think when I'm around other people, it really, like, puts my, like, me into context in terms of, like, who am I? What's important to me? How do I talk? Like, what do I think? Like, yeah. how do I present myself? Which I think is more of an ego... Like, I don't know. I guess, like, if you think the true self is, like, the dissociated self, then I guess, like, I am more myself when I'm alone. But... Aaron feels more real when I'm with other people. Hmm. Yeah, the character you play. But, like, right. what is the difference between the character you play and the true self? Like, we, you know, like... Yeah. I mean, which one is more, like, real? Um, that's... Well, literally, all the questions I have prepared, like, are all... You're literally just, like, tapping on, like, everything. I'm like, I don't even know what direction to go in okay. because... <laughs> right, really. I, I'm just getting started. Um, yeah, really. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I... I'm because yeah I've always thought of you as being somebody who works very independently but obviously you're a very like I guess like like I would think that you would feel more yourself when you're alone because I feel like when you're alone you don't compromise you know what I mean yeah okay wait I have like a really like long form answer that I can get into um like Okay, like, when yes, when I'm alone, I don't compromise. Sure. But I think that, um, I mean, I think the, the form of, like, addiction that I struggle with. Okay, addiction is something that I've been meditating on, like, a ton over the last few months because I was talking to Aya about this last night, but, like, I think growing up, by virtue of, like, a dare-style education, I always thought that addiction was something that happened to people. Like, the call comes from outside the house, and, like, there's a person, and then... I mean, maybe that's true of certain types of, like, chemical addiction. Like, I... Mm. I'm not really sure, but I think that, like, you know, as I have, like, grown into, like, a proper adult and, like, really intimately gotten to know people who, like, really struggle with, like, types of addiction, including, like, and I think a part of that is recognizing addictive, like, behaviors and patterns in me. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that addiction, and this is my reading, and so, like, I'm sure there, it's incomplete because it's all based on my intuition. Um, But, like, I feel like addiction seems like something where the call comes from inside the house, and I think it is, like, a fracture or a rupture, like, in the core of someone. And, like, that then becomes, like, 
projected onto or manifested in like a pattern or a behavior you know so mm-hmm. like by mm-hmm. virtue of the fact that there is the rupture like it be like the habit then develops you know what it, like does that make sense yeah 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 and so like a part of that and definitely I think like academically like you know we've talked in the last few episodes about how like Mark Fisher and other people talked about like addiction to control and like you know how that kind of is like the increasing like kind of like you know, like like that it, like addiction is the new like prison of society basically we are kind of all like we are all like kind of slowly becoming like addicted to various like control 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 patterns and behaviors and so I think the way that that manifests in me is definitely like my perfectionist streak in terms of like my work and like Mm -hmm. I that's something that like coming back to school was like really challenging for me because I realized that like I want my work to be like such a perfect like literally like the end of black swan like fucking natalie portman being like I'm she was perfect, perfect. like literally <laughs> literally it's like i just like there is something in me that like wants my work to be like this perfect manifestation of me and if i follow that through to its conclusion i will like lose touch with all of the all of the patterns by which i practice like self-love and self-care like, you know, eating well, sleeping well, being with people I love, um, and, yeah, I think really, like, those three things, but with the, with the emphasis on the latter, and so I think that's why, like, right now, maybe being alone is not, Mm. I shouldn't say scary, but, like, I really love being with other people, because when I think about, like, that, like, like that um predilection towards like addiction that I have like when I'm with other people it like disappears you know like my inclination Mm -hmm. to like be in control of my work and of like how that work looks and reflects me like if I'm with the people I love that in that impulse like like no longer exists sure sure yeah I see yeah, so, like, you feel, like, um, more connected to, like, the you that you want to be, maybe, or, the, like, the higher self you when you're around other people, whereas if you're alone, you, like, maybe have, like, the option to slip into, like, the addictive tendency the version of you. The lower self me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I think okay, that's, that's exactly it. Um, and it's, like... Yeah, and it's just, like, at the end of it, like, what is anything in life if it's not shared, you know? I think I thought for a long time, and part of this, I guess, is, like, 90s, like, sex in the city feminism, where they're, like, you don't need a boyfriend, like, free the pussy kind of, like, shit. And it's, like, um, I definitely, I mean, I feel like I used to think that I was, I mean, this was probably when I was, like, 19 years old, but I thought I had, like, was, like, chilling on like a higher degree of like consciousness than my like basic bitch peers because I like valued my alone time and I thought that like mm-hmm. made me very like you know and I I mean it is a yin and a yang and you do have to have both but at the end of it all like life is not like it's all truly nothing if it's not shared no and I think like yeah I don't know it just makes me I've been thinking a lot about like 
my own journey with anxiety and like I I genuinely at this point in my life like I would not say that I am like an anxious person like I mm-hmm. think I'm like a pretty like chill person a but there were bitch. definitely she's a chill bitch but <laughs> like my anxiety it just it manifested physically a lot from like a pretty young age and it's the same with my mother and with her father mm-hmm. and like there came this point where I realized like like because my mom is somebody that I really look up to, I identified with my anxiety because it was something that I associated with like her and like with me being her daughter and like her being successful. And like, that's how I would be successful. And like in many ways that like was what made me successful, like in school and whatever. Mm -hmm. And it was just this like realization at some point where like, you know, there are positives and negatives to like being any type of way yeah like there's no like perfect way to be there's no like perfect disposition to have constantly like for Mm -hmm. the rest of forever there's no fountain that you just like sit at and Mm -hmm. don't change and like exist in yeah but like yeah that was that was something that was like i was ready to like let go of positives and negatives and just be like okay like i'm i'm moving on to like a different way of being and i would say the way i am now it has negatives compared to the more anxious state, but it has a lot of positives. And it's just kind of about like, I don't know, like recognizing when it's time to change, I guess, like when, like when, when you're changing and like when you're growing and like not fighting it, Mm -hmm. you know, but just like accepting it. And I think that's so beautifully put. Wait, can I ask you a question that I didn't Yeah, hit me. But no, I mean, this is something that I, I texted you about it earlier today, but I was, um, had been just, like, writing in my journal the other day, and I feel like I've been going through so much change recently, and I was just, like, thinking about, like, okay, like, if we are, like, if we are transforming, which... If we are trans, like, that is, like, the expanded beautiful sense of what it means to be trans. Um, Mm. Is it, like, you know, are we finding a new, like, a new me that was there all along that we, like, used to not know? Or is it something that we have found and that we never knew before? Or is it something that we build over time? Or is it just, like, an evolved version, like, of the previous state of us? And I don't know that, like, I have an answer to this. Like, it's just, I think a kind of like interesting thing to to ponder hmm yeah I mean like I feel like in my case it was like getting in touch with something that was already there you know where it was like I guess like returning to like a more like childlike state of joy sure you know Mm -hmm. where it's like that was something that I like just kind of pushed out and then like I got more in touch with it as I like went on. So I think it was something that was like already there. I just was like identifying with it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was transforming wasn't necessarily like my inner essence so much as it was like the way that I perform or like interact with my inner essence. Yeah. But I think like, I don't know. I feel like there are like, I feel like growing up, for example, is, like, a transformation that, like, happens through, like, building something, you know? Like, your life builds on itself, your experiences build on themselves, and, like, as a result, you, like, get wiser and you grow. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I I, I think, like, wisdom is, like, an example of something that is is more of, like, a... It's, like, an acquired 
process rather than something that you like have innately that you're like tapping into when you're like getting more wise although who knows i don't know there's old people that have like childlike joy and that's their wisdom too yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think for me it might be like again going back to like the idea of like the duality like if like the masculine mm -hmm. and the feminine exist in us at all times i kind like okay so like i think so much of like this recent like real period of transformation for me was like realizing I think it was like realizing that I was like no longer baby you know like Mm -hmm. and I think just because like I'm first of all just fully not but also like I think socially that was very much the role I played in like my Hong Kong friend group and being like I'm in a new place and that's fully not going to be like I'm just not like a 22 year old anymore like in this Mm -hmm. context and like being like that's going to be hard because that was like a really easy like character or trope for me to play and I actually think like Um, I think it was, like, a bit, like, if you're thinking about, like, that duality and, like, I don't know, like, I feel like being baby kind of evokes, like, the more, like, effeminate, but definitely just, like, vulnerable and, like, receptive Mm -hmm. kind of, like, end of that duality. I think it was probably, like, recognizing that, like, like, by virtue of, like, that part of the duality being in me, like, the other part of it, like, also exists in me. And, like, I, like, you know, and, like by habit, I've probably, like, kind of come to, like, lean into one of them, like, much, and, like, much more than the other, but, like, both of those are in me at all time, and, like, I can grow into the other, or I can grow into both at once, like, I can, for sure, yeah, exactly, like, just because I am embodying one more, like, during one phase, it kind of, like, definitively means that the other also exists inside me. Sure, sure. Damn. Spiritual ass episode (laughs) spiritual therapy yeah Um, literally i kind of needed this okay i have kind of like it's still about you don't worry but it's a bit more of like a galaxy brain question okay so it's there's multiple parts to this so like first question do you like yourself i think i already know the answer to that Uh have you have you ever not liked yourself Uh and is there a difference between liking yourself loving yourself and self-love like what (laughs) oh my god what's the tea (laughs) like literally what is the tea yeah um I like love myself and that is like I mean and I can like definitively say that knowing that I have shortcomings that I'm really frustrated by like namely I think the way that I have like currently am like internalizing anxieties that are like fundamentally outside of my control like I think that is like like that's something that like I truly am just like not sure how I'll work through but like I think at the end of it just like being in my like mind body and spirit like I like couldn't like be more grateful every day of my life um what was the second question? Do I like myself? Uh, have you <laughs> ever not liked yourself? Okay, I think when I moved to Hong Kong the first time, the first time, it was really only one time, but um, I was like, I guess like specifically like when I started dating Johnny and like I think so much of, I mean he was like the reason why I moved to Hong Kong and like I really liked his friend group and I knew they were a group of people I was interested in making my friends, but like I truly, like, in that moment, just felt, like, very, very, like, 
worthless because I was like really not sure like socially how to like assert myself with like these new people that I was around and like I just like I truly thought so highly of my boyfriend at the time and I really thought like like I don't know I don't know that it was active I think the way I thought about myself at the time was like, I know I could be doing really cool stuff, but I'm not, and I don't know how to get started. You know, mm-hmm. like that was kind of like, um, and it was like really, really challenging. And I don't remember how exactly I outgrew it, but I do know that like, I had a couple friends, like Hannah Murray is like one of them, but like who were like, older than me and I really really looked up to and I just like would like watch the way they moved through the world and be like I want to be like that and then like and it just like helped me to become like an adult that sounds like such a like pathetic way to learn to love yourself no but it's literally it's literally fake it till you make it like that's literally what the fucking successful real estate agent says to the wife in American Beauty like success projecting (laughs) success but it is that's literally the laws of like manifestation but I get and it's probably also what like monkeys do or something like I think it's a very like animal instinct to kind of like 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 learn through like um Imitation. Imitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, like, I, I think it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I was lucky Wasn't that in that, like, also the people like... I was imitating with were people who, like, fundamentally, like, made me really happy. You know, I mean, that'd be, like, could be, like... Right. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't that also, like, 2016? Like, that was, like, when, yeah. like, you posted, like, I am so damn with her, like, the night before the election, and then, like, shit hit the fan, and then you, like, moved to Hong Kong. Like... I thought I had HIV, like, the whole year. <laughs> Black China stole Rob's baby. Like, I just, like, every single thing that year was, like, so fucked. Not okay. <laughs> and now we're, like, 2020. It's literally just gonna happen again in 2024. I like the cursed ass American democracy. <laughs> it sucks. This um, is wait, this is so random and like total non sequitur, but it was something I was thinking about recently. Like I'm sure we've talked about in the pod, like, do you believe in democracy? And like I was like, no, because okay, so like I was reading this like Zizek essay that was like called The Relevance of the Communist Manifesto, and just like one thing he was talking about was like like, you know, what is, like, like, what is the role of, like, the, like, mass mobilization in air quotes today? Because, like, you know, like, in, like, what are considered, like, communist states, but, like, aren't, they basically have, like, fake protests in the form of, like, military parades to, like, keep the idea that, like, they, the government is participating in, like, the Marxist revolution, even though, like, they're not, because, like, no totalitarian state can participate in, like, a revolution but like similarly or I guess like in a parallel in the west it's like the role of like the role of like popular voting is just to like dispel pressure so that like there won't be like an actual it's like the shitty like four-year pressure valve so that there can't be like an actual uprising because bitches and hoes like get it out of their system on like yeah, I think That's you a might take. be right. No, but I, I, I do like, I mean, I think honestly, like if you explain to people like what something will do for them, it's like the FDR approach. Like I yeah. think like 
if you explain to people how their life will get better or worse as a result of like whatever policy you pass, I do honestly think that people mm. vote with like their best interests in mind and the best. In- and if everyone does that, then the best interests that are represented are the people, yeah. you know, I think it's just that like, that's not really how like our democracy functions mm-hmm. right now. Right. Like it's, it's not, propaganda yeah. based. It's not really about like truth or like clarity. It's about like graphic design and advertising. Yes. <laughs> yeah, graphic design is their passion. No, I love that answer because I think it implies like, um, a degree of like good faith in like the human spirit. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like democracy is, like, it is good if you believe that humans are fundamentally, like, good at their core. And that is, like, something that I strive for. You know what I mean? Or, like, can be good at their core. I mean, it's, like, just... I think that, like, what's better for the masses is, like, by definition, better for the masses. You know? Like, what's best for the most number of people. It's, like, kind of my complaint about intersectionality, right? Is that, like, intersectionality, intersectionality, like... It, like, focuses on increasingly smaller and smaller groups with the idea that if that group is helped, then it helps all the ones that are, like, you know, like, tangentially related. So if we, like, stick up for, like, our disabled black trans whatever. War veterans. (laughs) War veterans. (laughs) Then, like, that will, like, help everyone. And it's, like... It's, like, okay, that's fully four people. It's, like, sure, but why don't we just start with, like, some, like, Medicare for all messaging, you know? like. Like, why don't, why don't we just start with that? But I think, I think, like, like, there's a scarcity implied by, like, like, even though I know it's not, like, the intention of intersectionality, obviously, but it's, like, when you do kind of create these titles that have, like, more It's pedestal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it applies to fewer and fewer people, and, like, everyone kind of knows that at their core. No, exactly, and that's, that's, yeah, I think, like, it's, it's, my belief in democracy is like, I guess like an inherent populism, although that's like a, that's a word that people use derogatory, like derogatorily, yeah. like as a bad, like I feel like people describe populist as being bad, my which dad, I don't. I think like hates populism and I'm like, dad, come on, stop being the L word. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Lesbian. Um... Yeah, no, like, I, I guess, like, I'm a populist. I don't know. You like, are. Like, I believe that, like, people, if you give people in mass the information, like, about what they're voting on or what they're doing or what you're doing, then yeah. they will choose in mass what's best for them, which will be, in result, what's best for the masses. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, follow, <laughs> this is a question I was going to ask you. Okay. Um, sort of related. Um. Does morality actually exist? And kind of as like a side question of that, that I've thought about a couple times over the last few years, do human rights exist? Yeah. We never got to the self-care thing, but... um, Oh, shit. (laughs) Wait, let's do it quick. Uh, I mean, self-care has become like so corporatized. Right, like, it's, like, or, like, and not even, like, I mean, it has in, like, a literal financial sense of the word, but it's, like, I mean, I guess this is because of the conversation we just had, but I think, like, real self-care is, like, respecting the duality between, like, aloneness and connection, you know, and, like, Mm -hmm. I think that, like, the self-care industries 
like prey upon the fact that most people our age don't know how to honor that like duality which as I recently said is something I'm struggling with in this moment like right now it feels a lot better to be with people than to be alone like I definitely easier said than done but like I think like I think that is what it means to like self-care is to like really have like your community but also like like return home into your body like at the end of it all um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay anyways so um okay so morality. my so my my next oh. question <laughs> is does morality yeah. exist and kind of as like a tangent off of that do human rights exist um I mean morality is so relative like literally because all that anyone is is like a reflection of every experience they've had in person they've met and like a spe- and like DNA that they are like passing through their body and so, so then like, morality isn't you, like innate it's not innate like at all mm. and like mm-hmm. I very firmly I think something that like has been really important for me in terms of, like, learning to forgive people has been, like, kind of, like, really understanding that. Because, like, to to understand that everyone is just a reflection of everything they know and everyone they've met means that, like... Like, I think I do believe that, like, every every bitch on this planet is trying to like step their pussy up and leave the place a better like better than they came in but I think Mm -hmm. that some people are like just like really really like misguided or like like I don't know I was talking about this with someone recently who was like what about Mitch McConnell and like I mean (laughs) that's actually something I've thought about like I think that like the like class of like senatorial GOPs like I literally like I mean they all were like 100% bullied as teenagers and like the sense of like camaraderie that they feel by like being like bros with the other guys who are like now in power and they probably feel like they are representing other people who were bullied as teenagers by like frankly like Barack Obama types like it's just so (laughs) it's so obviously this life like, life cycle of, like, reprojected trauma, you know, which makes me, like, it makes me really sad, like, I mean, like, and I think it does, like, I think at the end of it all, like, all politics are just, like, a projection of either, like, love or fear, and, like, Mm -hmm. I think instances like that really explain why certain people, like, choose fear, because it's, like, that is, like, to them, like, the most kind of, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's been really hard for me to accept, like, my entire life that there are people who, like, choose something that is evil or that, like, is amoral in, like, an innate sense of the word. I think Mm -hmm. that there are people who choose fear and choose, like, scarcity because of, like, certain, like, traumas that they've, like, very, had the unfortunate, like, life experience of having to internalize, but, like, I personally think that there are a few people who, like, project harm onto others. What do you think? 
Um, I think that like when people give in to fear to like an excess, and this is literally like a hot take from like the oldest self-help book that was written by this like super like Republican, like Carnegie ass dude. And like uh-huh. literally, it's like the Bible of like kind of like the bootstrap, like Republican sort of like you can build anything that you want to build if you have the right drive type of like mentality Yeah, that like that like the devil like takes over people's bodies when they are overcome with fear so like if you are truly driven with fear like you are like literally opening up a space for demons to come in and to like take control of you and, and in like, which case, what, you're no longer you, you are the demons. Yeah, and, yeah. like, so, like, the self-help book that I'm referencing, I can't remember what it's called. It's, like, yeah, it's, it was fucking written in, like, the 30s or 40s, but basically the guy is just, like, his whole shtick is that, like, very few people mostly engage from a place of, like, love, confidence, like, self-love, respect, etc. And, us. like, those people... <laughs> us. And those people are real people. They're, like, genuinely, like, living out, like, real lives. Okay. And then, like, so much of society, because of societal manipulation, is living out fear so that they can be co-opted by, like, devil forces, essentially, is, That's like, the insane. thesis of the book. And, yeah, no, it's literally, like... I'm trying to remember... It's, yeah I fucking can't remember the the book anymore but it was one of the books that like the fallen gong that girl that I watch on YouTube uh, recommended um yeah she is woke but like I I think like like the Mitch McConnell example is like I think if you follow what you're saying to its end where like Mitch McConnell was like bullied or had whatever type of experiences that like led to him being the person that he is where he thinks he's like doing whatever but he's actually just like very convoluted yeah like i think like he has like effectively opened up like a spiritual void wherein like i mean there are like demons you know what i mean like demons like are looking for like there's a reason why exorcisms happen you know what i mean like (laughs) like i think i think like when you are coming from a place of like true like fear hate etc like you can be like I don't know, like taken for a ride by like the forces that want to promote fear, hate, etc. Just like you can be taken for a ride by like love yeah. and like God and like whatever, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like how Kanye That's West it. right now is just on a ride with God. Yeah, he's yeah. just projecting so much love. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I think I think it's it's I I guess like I'm That's... just taking what you're saying a step further mm-hmm. and like being like more like like psycho religious person about it yeah yeah and well and two it's like i mean i guess my thesis that like everyone's trying to like step their pussy up is like mostly i've used that to rationalize like or i guess like work through my parents shortcomings and people in my family and be like i think that's like just been really important for me to remember is that like I mean, especially with the family, it's, like, everything we do is a reflection of what we know. Oh, my God, and yeah. So and that's also like, why you hate it, too, is because you see it in yourself. Right, you know? right, right. But, like, you'd also, you'd be a fool to hate, like, another spirit for it because, like... Yes. You have to, like... Yeah, I don't know. Well, but, you'd be a fool to allow fear and hate to cause fear and hate within you, you know? Literally. Marianne Williamson vibes. You literally would. <laughs> But I think with, I mean, it's definitely different when it leaves, like, like, a 
an interpersonal like one-to-one relationship and becomes like a relationship of power like I mean again like fucking Mitch McConnell but like any like I don't know like the exercising of power over like a group of people is like so weird like that's no longer like a that's no longer a relationship that is like an expression of power itself and power is a demon I probably would I think be inclined to like argue that you know and so it's like the um yeah I don't know so it's hard to like it's hard to stretch that metaphor necessarily onto like people who are exercising power or control over like large groups because that's just like an entirely different type of like relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah sort of tangentially related but kind of not also um I was thinking of this question in light of like Kevin Spacey's character in American Beauty, which I texted you about this before, but like basically like I conceptualized like his character's evolution on like he was like becoming like a happier person because he was offloading more and more responsibility, Uh Um, which like kind of I'm just thinking of that because like you just said like like I guess power and responsibility don't necessarily always go hand in hand but they're sort of like related ideas Mm -hmm. that like I don't know like I'm I'm wondering like what uh I guess like responsibility and obligation like means to you like what role does it play in your life and like what importance does it have in your life so I guess like expanding that to be like responsibility obligation and then I guess like power as it relates to those yeah That's so funny. I was talking to Jack about this the other night. It's like, because like, there definitely is a part of me, and we've talked about this too, that's like, that is like the selfish capitalist. That is like, you, like, you take care of yourself. And like, at the end of it, like, we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves. And like, when we are doing that, like, in a, in a way that like, is, is really true, like, Mm -hmm. it like, that is taking care of the people we love because they are able to, like, radiate through us or, like, have us radiate through them or, like, whatever. And, um... But similarly, it's, like, you can't... Like, I have a hard time accept... A very hard time accepting that that is, like, the backbone of, like, every type of relationship because, like... They're so, like, I mean, there definitely are, like, times when we care for the people that we love, right? Like, I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean, like, I can think of, like, literally times when I've, like, leaned on you, like, as a friend. I think you very much are an example of someone who does really, like, express a lot of, like, care for the people you love in a very, like, direct way. Well, that was, like, going to be my follow-up. It's, like, I literally think responsibility is my love language. Like, it's how I accept love and how I give love. It's, like, through, like, taking on responsibility for, like, others or, like, taking on response. Like, if somebody, like, does something for me, like, takes on a responsibility for me, I'm, like, that is, like, the ultimate act of, like, care for me because, like, they are, like... Toxic relationship. (laughs) But it's like, yeah, I think like that's like, but yeah, so I'm curious because like to me, like, you know, Kevin Spacey's character, like just being like 
like the more that he goes throughout the movie, like just like being happier and happier, like just offloading his job, offloading like his relationship, offloading like the responsibility to like the nice furniture in his house, like whatever the fuck, like just constantly being more and more like I do whatever I want, whenever mm-hmm. I want, I am obliged to no one mm-hmm. like at all. Mm-hmm. Like, is he still obliged to himself? Like, does he still have, res- is is that because he is like fulfilling that responsibility to himself to like be happy, be well, whatever. And that like, once he gets to that point, then he could like theoretically take care of other people or is it like a balance or like, does it matter? I don't know. I've just been thinking about this a lot. Well, I mean, I, I mean, what Jack and I were talking about it in the context of like, we were kind of trying to draw this parallel. Okay, like, if there are relationships of, like, there are definitely certain types of relationships that are, like, the selfish capitalists. I, and I think those tend to be, like, especially with people maybe that, like, for you, for, for, conversely, with, with relationships that are really, like, about, like, prioritizing care for another person, there are only so many people we can, like, prioritize care for. Like, or else mm-hmm. you truly become, like, a empath who is, like, run the fuck dry. And also, like, your care ceases to mean, like, literally anything, you know? Yeah, for sure. And so, like, I think that implies that, like, for the most part, like, religion, like, for the most part, like, we do have to, like, prioritize, like, like care for ourselves. Um, and so we were set, we were trying to, like, I don't know, I guess, like, draw comparisons between, like, yeah, it's, like, are the relationships where you're caring for others versus, like, are those, do those tend to be more ones where, like, we are, like, are those more, like, romantic relationships, or are they, like, you know, does, like... Like, family, friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. like, work relationships, yeah. Yeah, and similarly, we were also wondering, like, does jealousy like how does jealousy configure into this conversation like if there are certain types of relationships wherein we feel jealousy towards the other person does that imply that like in those relationships we don't actually care for the other person and we are like prioritizing care I guess like then for ourselves there is no real like resolution to this but um I wait what was the question was just like It was kind of just, like, what does responsibility or obligation mean to you? Like, because to me, it means, like, love. (laughs) To me, it it means, like... That's so fucked. To me, it's, like... It's, like, really, like, loving being me inside of me and, like, enabling other people to, like radiate through that and through their proximity to me that's so fucked but like (laughs) (laughs) um but no I mean that like literally is it like I think when I this is literally why you're the Kevin Spacey character in the like cold open reading and I'm the fucking wife (laughs) 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 this is why you're Peter Griffin and I'm Lois Griffin yeah um (laughs) is I a mag (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah thanks Aya by the way um Uh, her starring role (laughs) um no I don't know I mean part of it is probably also due to like I think you are better 
to have a relationship where, like, responsibility is caring for someone else means that you have to, like, practice confrontation, and I Mm. don't do that successfully, and Mm. I, like, that, I think, is part of, like, I don't know, I mean, I, I work on it, but I also think at the end of it, like, some people do practice that more successfully than others. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. What, what is your love language? Wait, okay, does it have to be, like, one of the five? Like, yeah, okay, okay my, like, I mean, I Wait, just said mine was responsibility, responsibility. That's but mine is acts, mine's acts of service, I oh, would say. Oh my god, that's so funny, because I was, like, like the... fully, like, <laughs> like, I'm not sure, but 100% not acts of service. Oh my god. <laughs> I saw that, and I was, like, blowjobs, like, which I hate <laughs> giving, like, I literally hate giving blowjobs, so, um, yeah. There's, like, acts of service gifts um words of affirmation yeah yeah right like somebody gives you gifts like your love language is like receiving gifts there's words of affirmation which is like somebody like telling you like they love you that you're great whatever um physical touch and i can't remember what's the last quality time yeah quality time it's so hard for me to say um Take the quiz. Just kidding. Don't. They make you like put in your email. It's a whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've definitely done it before. It like did not bring me closer to the Lord's light. Um, I, <laughs> it's so hard because I'm like, now I'm like dating. And so I'm just thinking of it in the context. But that's different than like being in love. I mean, if I'm dating, I'm like any of the above. Because if I have a crush on someone, I like all of them. Um, that's not helpful. No. <laughs> it's pathetic. <laughs> uh, like, what do you, like, want? Like, do you want, like, somebody to say they love you? Do you want somebody to, like, show that they love you through, like, other means? I think showing is usually cringe to me. Um, <laughs> showing is cringe. Showing you love me is cringe. <laughs> me performing act of service after act of service for Stephen in our podcast. <laughs> a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> He's like cringe. <laughs> like that too I think like acts of service for me is high because yeah it's like for somebody to like sacrifice their time and energy like for me so that like I don't have to sacrifice mine like is so it it, like shows that like somebody is like recognizing like the path that I'm on and like trying to help me on that path Mm. which I think is like why it's so meaningful to me because I'm like you get me on like a deep level if you're like 
doing this to help me and it's like getting me closer to like whatever goal you know yeah yeah but like i think like people who would say like gift giving is like that's so stupid like like, i want to receive gifts (laughs) (laughs) love language yeah. To receive little presents. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, physical touch. Like, Yeah, that one is... No, but, okay, the quiz really makes... The, the way the quiz is, is, like, um, physical touch makes me think that, like, <laughs> like, closeted gay people would be into it because okay. it's very much, like... It, like, the way the quiz is set up is, like, what is more meaningful to you? And it has, like, two scenarios, and you, like, pick which scenario. Uh-huh. And all the ones that, like, are obviously for physical touch are, like partner puts their arm around me in public like it's like publicly showing that they're with you which I'm like oh like I feel like if you were like a 17 year old like gay boy like it would be like oh my god like that's this is like yeah Yeah. (laughs) like that's so I think like physical touch it's more like physical um, touch is also cringe to me (laughs) I mean it is cringe but it's like I mean like the people who like really want like PDA or want to be like kissed in public or want to like have someone like publicly show that like they're oh, into them drunk. or like <laughs> <laughs> only if I'm drunk. <laughs> you better be getting me drunk first. <laughs> Steven dating. <laughs> yeah. Um well that was like basically I had one more question, but I feel like it doesn't make sense to ask because I was gonna ask about like your work. <laughs> But I, feel like I don't even know her. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not in a big like work. Phase. No, exactly. I so I, I, because I just came back to school. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't want to talk about how much money I'm paying to be making work right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be working, W E R K. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we should we wrap it up then? I don't know. Fi- any final thoughts? Um, I don't have any. <laughs> no, I know. I'm pretty tired. This is so Yeah. Um, I think next episode we'll record with Vic, maybe? Yeah, we want to. We want to unpack prep. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a big pharma deep dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be crazy. So it's going to be We've crazy. We've been waiting for this episode for a long ass time. We're going to make and Stephen like, try prep I actually live on air. Might, yeah, go on prep for the episode. <laughs> And also to, like, go back on everything I claim to stand for. It's going to be crazy. Okay, cool. All right, um, literally bye. Literally bye.